Our uh, text this morning is the Old Testament reading in Genesis 12. I want to remind you of um, most of verses 4 and 5. It says, So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. And Abram took Sarah his wife, and Lot his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people that they had acquired in Haran, and they set out to go to the land of Canaan. This is our text. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. There is a, a, a difficulty in, in the world, you know, uh, you're, you're all human beings and uh, you probably all asked yourself this once or twice, uh, who are you going to trust? And, and this is a big problem. Uh, I remember, and you probably heard your mother say something about this too, uh, if your friends were to walk off a cliff, would you follow them? Because, you know, when you're a teenager, your friends know more than everybody, uh, even though they're among the most ignorant of people on earth. It's just, you know, it seems like it's the other way around. And on the other hand, you know, when when your mom said uh, that something would more than likely hurt you, well, do you trust that? It's just... uh, when you're young, especially, uh, that, that stuff is debatable, whether you trust your friends or your mom. And uh, it probably shouldn't be, but you, if you're being honest with yourself, probably remember the difficulty. And I would imagine some of you moms probably had some difficulty with your children that way too. So uh, who are you going to trust? Ultimately, the question. So clearly Abraham... Uh, trusts God. If you, you can't read this without thinking that. He's, uh, he's a, a pagan guy. He lives in uh, Haran, which is a city that would be way up north in, uh, in Syria, what we call Syria now, I'd say. Uh, and he lived there with his family. They migrated at some point uh, up to that place with father and brothers. And uh, so that's where they are. And God says, let's go, comes to him and says, let's go uh, to a place that you haven't seen. And, uh, and he goes. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of shocking that he did that, that he even thought that was reasonable to do. But then he, he just goes and he takes his wife and he takes his, his nephew and uh, all of the stuff that they gathered in their life in Haran and uh, uh, talks about uh, everything that the, uh, all, the life that they had made is what it says there in Hebrew. It's kind of interesting that way. And they and they packed it all up and they and they went with God, sight unseen. Now the, uh, there were promises given. Right? God made some promises to him, some pretty spectacular promises, really. But all of that stuff's in the future, and uh, and he doesn't say he's going to have it right away. And in fact. Most of what he says doesn't happen for 400 years or so. And, uh, and I mean, that must have been difficult. And, and on top of that, when they, when they get where they're going in Canaan, there's Canaanites living there, and they're a pretty miserable bunch. Uh, they, 
at some point, God's going to say, just kill them all, which is a hard thing for us to imagine, but that kind of gives you an indication of what they were like. And um, they weren't particularly nice to Abraham, and they weren't particularly nice to his family over the years, and, you know, that was just kind of the way they were going. But he went. He went along. He built altars to his God, the one that appeared to him, it says, uh, here and there, uh, or a couple that are mentioned here. Uh, and um, what, what he did is, well, it's kind of amazing to think about that he just picked up and went. He had to be completely trusting of this God that up to this moment he didn't even know about, never heard of him. In fact, nobody had really paid any attention to him for a good long while. And, and, uh, and he had to suppose that he was going to keep these incredible promises. Now, I, I know as we sit here, we understand that God's mind is, his existence, his thoughts, his plans are just unimaginably deep and hidden from us in, in so many ways. You're probably aware that most of the world rejects his existence alone. Whether there is God or not is up for discussion, really, which is nuts, because uh, we know so thoroughly that he is, in fact, there. Uh, but mostly it's because nobody's seen him lately. Now, Abram got to see him. But uh, nobody sees him anymore, really, like Abraham did. And so they don't trust what is just so unknown. It's uh, an attractive notion to ignore him sometimes, even for you and me. Uh, and I, I say that carefully, but sometimes it's our desire to just do what we know we're not supposed to do. And when that's true, it's really uh, convenient if you can just ignore that God's around at all, because that way you can do what you want to do much easier without the, the fussing in your head, because you know God's there. And anyway, if you don't see him uh, and you don't know hardly anything about him, how are you supposed to trust promises that, well, uh, what? Well, <laughs> You can only really get it if you believe the unbelievable. This is the way that the picture is painted. It's, it's difficult. Now, I think we all understand how hard it is to trust God from a worldly point of view, um, sight unseen, ignorable entirely, and we, we understand how that goes. But uh, well, watching Abraham just pick up and go seems so odd even in a, i've seen this story a zillion times and i'm sure you've seen it plenty uh, it's just peculiar that he would pick up with so little to go on and just go uh, on the other hand you all haven't heard god's voice probably uh, directly and seen him up close and personal and abraham did see him and that, that's probably helpful uh, well, it's, it's, if you sitting here, trust verse 7 where it says Abraham saw him. Um, it's hard to know if you would do like, likewise uh, on so little information, though. Because it's just, come on, let's go. Uh, it reminds me of um, 
my father taking us on vacation or something. You know, I'd, where are we going? Well, I ain't telling. Well, where are we going? I'm not there yet, and we're not going to know until we get there. Well, you know, then you stop asking. This is kind of the way that works with Abram, or so it seems anyway. Um, anyway, seeing God would probably make a, a lasting impression. Still, it's admirable. As we sit here and we think about Abraham and all the things that he did, it's kind of admirable, at least to any Christian, that to know that he did these things and that it was kind of miraculous that he did them. It's hard to know if you'd do likewise, I suppose, on so little information, but, you're, you, but you believe God on all kinds of things, even as you sit here on this very day. Um, and, and I would suppose you could argue that you uh, believe God on a lot less information than Abraham. At least he saw the guy that was talking to him. Um, so let's just take some examples. Um, you believe that this particular moment, as you read it in Scripture, happened for Abraham. Uh, God's word makes it plain that this is so. And you say, yep, that's right. And that's believing even less than what Abraham had. And uh, on God's word alone. And, and that's what Christians do. For, uh, when your Savior, the one that you trust absolutely with your eternal life, says that scriptures can't be broken, you believe him. And so when somebody says something about Abraham, you believe that too. You believe that these promises were kept because all of Genesis tells you what they happened. Uh, and, and all the rest of the Old Testament shows that they happened. And so you believe that too. You believe that Jesus is the offspring of Abram, and this is part of what Genesis makes a plain over time and then other things after that. Uh, Jesus came from Abraham's kin. That's where he came from. That, that's the offspring that this is saying uh, would become the fulfilled blessing to all the families on the earth. This we believe. So you believe that the way that he did that was he went to a cross. He went there willingly to bless Abram and Abram's offspring, Judah and David and Solomon and all the rest, all the way out to you by forgiveness in the things that happened at the cross, in fulfillment of promises that are shown here that this would happen to you. You believe these things. So why do you go and believe what the world is all around you supposing is utter foolishness? Well, that's a fair question, I think. And it's because you also have the Holy Spirit living in you. He was sent, just as it was promised, for you to believe God's voice, what he says in the Bible, what he says is his voice in the world, what Jesus has done for you, what the eternal promises are. And, and even though they haven't happened all yet, you believe them. Because the Holy Spirit has come. In these things you believe because of the gift of God. And so you have your salvation and you have your faith. And, and, and in these things you're as certain as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit exists as are true. And if they weren't true, then you couldn't believe anything. You certainly wouldn't believe this because the world doesn't want you to anyway. So if it was wrong, you wouldn't be believing it anyway. Because you can't believe it without the Spirit of God. And yet you do. 
the mysteries of salvation have been revealed to you and you have received them by the power of God and so you have your salvation. I uh, hear what God says to a nomadic pagan uh, and, and, and one of the things that's there he says that he'll name his name will be made great. Well, again, nomadic pagan from some place that's never heard of God before, and they've never really paid any attention to him. And uh, well, who would believe that his name would be made great without any particular reason? And there isn't any at this point. Well, on the other hand, you've heard of Abram. It's been 4,000 years, but you've heard of Abram, and you think his name's great, and you think that his life was a sacred gift of God, and you understand all these things because, well, with great reverence, you received the words of the Lord that said he'd make him great, and so he is to you, to those who believe, because God keeps his promises, and because his spirit lives in you, you've received these things, and so with Abram, and these promises, and in Christ, you have your salvation. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.